Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the fall of 1987, four men find themselves reunited with childhood friends for the first time in ten years. They are drawn together by the mysterious death of a mentor they all cared for together as children. World of Darkness, The Ultimate Evil is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game that takes place in Bismarck, North Dakota and is inspired by the satanic panic of the 1980s. Remembrance is the first story arc that follows Alex, played by Adam B., Wayne, played by Adam C., Che, played by Andrew, and Michael, played by Slavic, as they discover the mysteries that surround them in their hometown. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. You have a voice message on your uh, machine, uh, Che. I play it. All right. Uh, Brian is a voice message from Brian Eagle. It's like, hey, uh, Che, this is Brian. Uh, I know it's kind of odd to probably hear a voice message from me, man. I didn't realize who your grandpops was until today. I had a good talk with them, man. I think me, you, and your pals that I met the other night should get together. I think I think we can find an answer probably to your guys' problems. And again, I apologize for the other day. My blood runs hot sometimes. Your your, your grandpa's is actually someone who's been kind of helping me calm down lately. So if you can, give me a call at this number and he lists off the number. I'd like to meet up with you and your uh, your pals there, kind of talk about an idea that I have that I think might help you guys out. The sooner the better, by the way. Hey, you hear the click. This is right after I got back. And uh, how long? Yeah. It's like two or three, because you guys were there at 10. You went and stopped and had some drinks and then drove two hours back. So it's about three in the afternoon, we'll say. Because you remember, you guys went there really early that, that next morning and everything. You got there like at 10. All right. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them a call and see how big of a deal this is. Like if they can wait until tomorrow or if, uh, if this is something we have to do tonight. You, you dropped the number and it rings about four times and picks up. It's like, hello? This is Che. Hey, man. How's it going? Not good. What you need yeah uh you see a hesitation i'm sorry i'm sorry man um yeah so i didn't know that you're you're kind of a your grandpops is kind of a big deal in the res man believe it or not small world but i've kind of he's been helping me kind of like <clears throat> get my uh self-centered in a way you know kind of get rid of uh some of my anger issues this is why you to know that he's a good man so props to you man if you're of his he's blood yeah you're, you're 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 good in my eyes um so i was talking to your pops man about your situation i hope you don't mind I didn't, I didn't mean to encroach upon your personal life or anything like that, but uh, I think that um, to help you and your 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 little group there, you and your pals out, that maybe you need to look kind of look a little deeper, man. And and, and your pops brought up uh, maybe in having you guys do uh, an EP, man. And and you know what an EP is? It's like a kind of a sweat lodge ceremony where basically it helps like kind of like. They believe, like, like the Lakota and Sioux believe that, like, helps you pur- purify yourself and kind of like find, like, kind of a way ahead when you got when you're kind of lost and you're not sure, you know what I mean, what direction to go in. Uh, it's it's kind of a very spiritual thing that's been done before, where basically, you you know, you you fast for twelve hours and you help build like the little hut that you're gonna use. That's kind of like a like a twelve foot in diameter and maybe like like six foot high or eight foot high. Excuse me. And then once you're done building it, you go in there and you kind of like sit there 
and 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 almost like a steam room for like where three different phases where the the heat and the intensity of these phases go up each time until you're done and then you go back out but i just want to clarify that before it continues i just want to like meet up with you and your pals and shoot the idea to them uh maybe see if if, if, if that that could help you out because i honestly think man that we have very similar concerns very similar goals me and, and this group of yours uh i don't know how does that sound to you man i have had a pretty uh rough day i'll tell you about it later but uh, can we do this another day like tomorrow or something yeah yeah but i mean we, we can we can do it tomorrow i mean i would say this man and i know you don't want to hear and i can hear i can hear something's going on internally but i mean i can meet with you guys tomorrow but i, I mean i would almost feel like if i talked to you guys tonight and then we did this if they decide to do the neepy tomorrow we could we can do it tomorrow or we can just talk i could talk to you tomorrow and we could do it the day after whatever is your is your call man i think uh I think tomorrow's probably better. I, I talked to them, or I was just with them, and uh, we've all had a, the same rough day. So, yeah, 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 definitely, man. Here, here's the thing: then you call me. Let's say this: we'll meet at. Uh, where do you want? Where would you want to meet at with them in the morning tomorrow? Denny's. All right, I'll, I'll be there like at eight in the morning. All right, does that sound good? Yeah, I'll give everybody a call. All right, thanks, man. And he, he hangs up. Okay, so I guess one at a time. I'll be calling people. I'm going to start with. Uh, Start with Alex. All right. So Alex, you're at home before before the phone call. You know what I mean? You're at home. You come home and your mom's just kind of looking at you. Your dad's reading the newspaper. Just kind of like lowers the newspaper a little bit to see you. Your mom's in the kitchen washing dishes and she's kind of just looks at you. You can tell your dad just got off work because like he's still in his like uh, in his work pants and in his work shirt there. And they just both kind of look at you. Uh, see what what are you going to do? I'll greet them both in Russian. And tell them that I need a shower. As you're walking upstairs to go take a shower, you hear the phone ring. And then you hear your mom in her broken English go, all right, hello? Hello? Hi, this is Che. I'm one of uh, Alex's friends we met the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the good boy. The good boy. Yeah, yeah. Hold on one sec. Alexa. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. You you hear like you hear Russian and the you know being screamed up, and you hear your mom in Russian screaming at you that the phone's for you. You know, there's a phone upstairs that you can answer too if you wanna. If you wanna answer it there, you can go downstairs and take the phone from her. He t- he takes it upstairs when you hear another line pick up, and then you hear another line close, like his mom, like you know what I mean. Uh, hung up the other phone. All right, scenes on you guys. Go ahead. Hey, it's uh, it's Che. Hey, hey Che. Um, what's up? When I got home, I had a voicemail um, on the machine from, uh, it was Brian, right? Yeah, Brian Eagle. Yep. Yeah, Brian. Um, you remember him? He was the angry guy in the when we were having pie. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. He, um, he wants to meet. He's talking about something he wants to talk to us with. And I, I told him that today we're a little, today's not good. But uh, do you think you can be at the Denny's at 8 tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I can do that. You gonna pick me up? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna call the others. Wayne, you get back to your trailer. You step in. Uh, you hear your phone ring as as you're kind of like throw your keys on this little end table that you have by your sunken in couch. I'm just gonna walk over and pick it up. Hello. Hey, it's Jay. Hey, what's up? Um, can you meet all of us? Can we all get together tomorrow at the Denny's? Yeah, I can do that. This guy, Brian, do you remember when we were at the uh, truck stop? Yes. 
uh, there's a guy inside that we were talking to. He, uh, he, he's got some information. He wants to talk to all of us. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'll meet you there. Okay. Just, you know, relax a bit. Try not to do anything dumb. I saw him like internalizing everything and just like, you know, not really dealing with it. Whereas uh, Alex was, uh, he was dealing it with in a way that I can sympathize with. Yeah. 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 You can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And my thanks was genuine. I didn't mean to uh, have it come off as like, thanks. Next uh, Mike, you you, you get in, your phone rings. Uh, This means on you guys. Go ahead. Uh, This is Mike Gray speaking. Hey, it's Jay. Uh, Look, um, I got a voicemail. Um, can you meet us at the, the Denny's uh, tomorrow? Mm, sure. What's up? Um, do you remember Brian, the really angry guy from the diner? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he wants to talk to all of us together. Okay. Sound like he's got something uh, to share. Sounds I interesting. I didn't feel like doing anything tonight. I just, tomorrow, 8 o'clock in the morning, Denny's. Yeah, yeah. See you there. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Wayne, is there anything that you want to, that your character wants to do for the rest of the day, or what, what does he plan to do, or what's the situation? So um, after I hang up the phone, I'm going to uh, walk over to, um, like, a dresser that's in the trailer, and I'm going to open up the top drawer, and underneath a bunch of clothes, I'm going to take out a, a picture, and it's a picture of my brother, and I'm just going to look at it for a little bit, and uh, after I'm all done, I'm just going to put it back under the clothes, tuck it away, just shut it, and um, probably just have a beer and watch TV and call it a night. That's pretty powerful. I didn't see that coming, man. Definitely. All right. Good stuff. What about you, Che? I'm um, I'm going to go over to, like, the uh, bench press that I have, the small little bench press that I have, like, in the corner somewhere, and uh, just spend some time just – letting my mind escape from things, just lifting weights and not, uh, not really um, thinking about anything, just doing something physical to take my mind off things. Yeah. You find out first when you start lifting them, you're like, just like got your, you can feel like all this emotion, but after you find yourself like an hour into it, into the rhythm, you're just like kind of covered in sweat. You know what I mean? And you're starting to feel fatigue. You find that eventually all those thoughts just kind of like, you know what I mean? Leave your mind yeah. and, and it's easier for you to zone out on whatever you want to do rest of the night. <laughs> while you're in your apartment there, but you definitely like have a very tense workout session there. You know what I mean? That just kind of leaves you feeling calm yet depleted. And I'll even say that you sleep pretty well that night after that, because you're just too exhausted, you know, to, to be restless. So what about you, uh, Alex? After his shower, Alex is probably going, going to go into work for a bit and he'll probably knock off early, maybe around 10 or 11. So he can get enough sleep before meeting up uh, at Denny's the next morning. You see as as you're working throughout that night, like Harla kind of comes up to you a couple times and just kind of like rubs your back a little bit just with one hand. Not in any kind of like seductive whatever way, but she's just kind of like asking you if you're okay or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'm all right. I just had a rough day. You've been having a rough week there, I would say, hon. Like what's what's going on? Is it those guys that you've been doing that work with or what? Yeah, they're they're, they're holding me together. Really? I, I would think they were the ones who were causing it. They're actually helping you out and everything. Yeah, yeah. We're just uh, we're working out some stuff that happened to all of us back in the day. Wow, that bad, really? She kind of looks at you, not like you know. She doesn't say that in a sarcastic 
bent, but you know what I mean? Just kind of genuinely surprised that there's something that all four of you guys experienced together that, you know what I mean? Had such an impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, nothing that you need to worry about. She just kind of raises an eyebrow as she takes some drinks that you're making, you know what I mean? Off on her little thing and walks off. Yeah. You, she, she lets you, you know, you're, you're, they, they let you go at 10 cause it's kind of slowing down. Do you just kind of go home and go to bed or do you just kind of go home and dwell or what do you do? He'll go home, have a couple of shots and dwell for a bit and then just pass out right. after a bit of dwelling. Like mental exhaustion just is out of it. Yeah. As you're yeah. Michael, you get back to your apartment. What time is it? Like 3 p.m. or something? Yeah. Yeah, like 3 p.m., yeah. I'll probably visit my mom. Yeah, you drive up to your little apartment. As you're driving, you kind of notice, like, the, the trees are definitely, like, in fall mode. You know, you see, like, acorns have fallen on the ground. You see tree leaves are, like, yellow and orange and, and, are, and are definitely falling off and are starting to dry. Trees are pretty much almost bare at this point. You see the wind gently like blow some of these leaves onto the road as you're as you're driving like 25 miles per hour, kind of going in the slower area towards your mom's apartment, and it kind of brings like this cloud over you a little bit, like already what you've been dealing with. You know how you said earlier, like it went from from weird to just like crazy now, you know, and it seems like now it's like this eerie sense of melancholy in a way is almost like, I don't want to say you're being overcome with melancholy, but definitely these, there's not bright bird singing shit that would cheer you up that you're being surrounded with. You get out of your car and you go, you go to your mom's apartment and you knock on the door and your mom answers there. And, uh, you know, she's kind of wearing, you know, she's wearing like these sweatpants and like a shirt she wasn't expecting to have company over. And she's kind of surprised and smiles and gives you this warm hug. How do you react when she hugs you? Hey, mom. She kind of just like steps back. She's like, come on in, come on in. And she kind of like closes the door as you walk in and she motions for your seat that you always sit at this little, like little, little dining room table. She's like, you want some coffee? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Are you hungry too? Do you need some food? And she's, she's pouring you coffee. She kind of like sets it down there and she opens up the fridge. I think I got some pie here. I have some, let me see here. I have some pasta I made the other day. And you just see she's kind of like, it, it kind of gives you, it's almost like her trying to give you food and make you feel welcome. It replaces that melancholy that was outside. Like this is the spring that you needed. Yeah. You know, normally I wouldn't, I hate mooching off you like this, but I've had a pretty rough day. <laughs> So, she's like, yeah, uh, well, let me see here. She pulls out a bunch of stuff out, you know, and she just starts like making plates and, yeah. and you hear like microwave doors opening, you know what I mean? Timers being set. And you sit there for about 15 minutes just watching your mom just like hustle like the pro she is at this, you know, being a single mom, knowing she had to make dinner for you growing up, especially when you're being an athlete and yet find time to work and everything like that. So eventually like in, in a way it's like a well-oiled machine that she, like a, an art form that she still has even though you don't live it's like she's just waiting for it like like waiting for you to one day to be like okay i'm hungry and she's like and puts all this stuff out in front of you so like soon there's like some fucking like spaghetti noodles and some garlic bread and then she has like a little salad there and then a piece of like like pumpkin pie from like thanksgiving you know what i mean and like She's sitting there, you know, upcoming Thanksgiving. Maybe she's got to buy a new pumpkin pie for when you do come over for Thanksgiving. And she has a cup of coffee and, like, a soda there with a napkin underneath it. And then she sits across from you as she's, like, watching you starting to eat the food. Just kind of – you could you kind of look up through your eyebrows, you know, while you're sitting there eating. And you and you kind of catch her there watching you with a smile as she just sips her coffee, like, in both her hands. And she's kind of, you know, waiting for you to do the talking. 
Yeah, so, you know, probably talking with my mouth full is so... <laughs> you know about the, um, that, uh, the investigation? It, it's, been, it, it's been getting crazy. Really, really crazy. Like, well, how crazy? Are you, what do you mean, Michael? Uh, like, uh, we, we investigated this guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Walkstetter. Uh, from the Walkster family, if you've heard from them. Yeah, I think uh, they had realist- that ranch. That ranch yeah, down yeah, yeah. south, that, 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 like, it was on the news, how it got foreclosed on and everything like that, and how, like, the family was secretly broke. Whew. Talk about some Dallas-type stuff, you know what I mean? That stuff you see on TV and everything. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we had an interview with him. Well, we interviewed him, and afterwards, that was today, he actually, uh, you know, killed himself. You see, she kind of sits back a little bit, and she kind of like, like, like looks at you, quizzi- you know, quizzically, like that. She gets up and she walks up to you, and she just kind of like hugs you, like from the side. You know what I mean? While you still got food mm-hmm. in your mouth, and for a second you feel like comforted. You know what I mean? Like a little kid again, as she just kind of like rubs the back mm-hmm. of your head as your as your head's on her shoulder, and she gets up. I mean, she's she's already standing. She's like bent over, and she stands up, and you see her walk towards by the fridge and there's like a little drawer you know what i mean she pulls the drawer open and she pulls a pack of like virginia slims in a in a in a, a lighter and she like puts them down on the table and she looks at you she's like you don't judge me right now and she pulls out one of the cigarettes <laughs> and she lights the cigarette and uh uses her coffee cup that doesn't have like only has a little bit of coffee she starts dumping it in there she's like oh my god michael are you kidding me yeah like no like uh you know i'll start talking about the family and how how it's this case is all insane and then afterwards i'll ask her you think i should follow through with this i know it's i know if it's worth the money to be honest she sees she's like she sits there for a second like she's thinking about what to say she looks at you so you really think that this and it's and its center is tied to like tied to some kind of like evil stuff, bad stuff. Well, it's certainly tied to people believing in bad stuff. And you think this is tied to that poor Amanda girl's death, right? Somehow, oh, somehow, but we don't have the full picture. How do you feel when you work on this, Michael? Like when you when you when you well, wake up and you think about this, like in your core, in your center, what do you feel about it? What does your heart well, say? Oh man. Well, I I never like to keep let a job be undone. I guess I really really want to get to the bottom of this, but I also don't know if it's really worth. Why do you want to get to the bottom of it? Just because it's a job, or is it that passion that your dad had that got him killed? That is it. Is it and not in a bad way? I don't mean to tie these two things together, Michael. But your father was a really passionate man. He just didn't sometimes have good intentions behind it. Well, you know, I, I, I really think that something's happening there. And, you know, I'd be really doing something if I got to the bottom of this. But I also, you know, don't don't know if, even if I do something, if it's going to have an effect. Michael, are you satisfied with, with being a cop? I mean could be better i guess why could it be better well i guess i expected a lot more conviction from my uh, i guess fellow police officers and you find they just go through the movements right because they're stuck here in bismarck yeah 
Bismarck never even has seen a cop killed or anything like that. But this thing, when you talk about this, Michael, I, I, I sense a passion, even though you feel like you asked me, is it worth it? I feel that you know that this is something that has more of an importance than, than just the monotony, right? That you find these people that yeah. you feel don't have the passion their lives go through, right? So what does your heart tell you, Michael? What is that thing that gave you that passion? The, the same thing that gave your father the passion that he had, the man that I fell in love with before he kind of lost his way. What does your heart tell you, Michael? Yeah. And I, you're right. I'll, I'll follow through with this. I'll, I'll see this to the bitter end. And hopefully it will be for the best. Michael, don't worry about changing paths, Michael. People do it all the time in their lives. You're young still. You, you have a lot of decisions to make. I had to change my path sometimes uh, by my own decision, but sometimes by the decisions of others. But it's what we do as people. Don't feel that you need to stick with something just for the sake of sticking. And what I'm talking about is the monotony that you see your peers doing. If this is what brings you passion and you feel like you're doing something that's right and just, you, you do that, okay? I'm proud of okay. you either way, though. You're a good man. You're a very good man. You had all the good qualities that your father had, but none of the bad ones. And I want you to know that I love you because of that, okay? Love you too, Mom. And she walks up and kisses the side of your head and goes and uses no. the bathroom while you're sitting there. All right. Do you sit there and just kind of finish out your evening, like, watching TV with her and everything? Yeah, until yeah, you go yeah. All right, yeah. you guys sit there and watch her shows like Dallas and all that stuff while she reads TV Guide and points out articles about TV stars or interesting shows that may be coming up. Everyone wakes up in the morning. I know Alex wanted to get a ride from, well, how about this? We'll say, see if anyone wants to do anything in the morning before they go there. If they just want to say they want to go there. So we'll go with you, Wayne. Uh, you get up in the morning, your alarm goes off like around seven. What, what do you need to do? So I get out of bed. Um, I'm just going to like throw jeans and a shirt on, uh, go over to the sink and wash my face. Maybe start the day off with like a, a cigarette breakfast at champions and um yeah i guess i'm just gonna get to get in my car and just uh start making my way down to the denny's yeah when you get out of your trailer and kind of walk on that sagging front steps it's kind of like this is a feeling sometimes that you've had in the morning when you had to get up to do early shift and like no one's really awake and you kind of just like you know what i mean hear the wind a little bit you hear like the ruffling of a couple of leaves going across and everything like that as grass is dying uh the little grass that is around here as you get in your car and you head over there all right uh che you wake up what was your plan of action good sir um no time for like standard morning routine uh not used to sleeping at night. This is a day off and it's kind of throwing my, my whole like schedule off and everything. So after this, I'm going to be like up for a long time going to work and everything. So I'm just going to like cut it close. Just shower, get out, go grab a. <laughs> Your bum over friend, Alex. <laughs> He's not a bum. He's just. He's not a bum. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> okay. Alex, you wake up. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, Alex will wake up and. Wander down to the kitchen to have a bowl of cereal. After he gets Lock dressed, down. and he'll wait for someone to pull up in the driveway. <laughs> as you see, as you're sitting there in your couch on your living room, looking through the picture window, you see Che roll up in his white Jeep uh, into your driveway. Brown. Dirty brown. All right, dirty brown. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, white. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been. It's pretty dirty right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you guys just want to drive? Say you drive there. Or, I mean, if you guys want to do a senior cans, no call them. Yeah, we'll just have yeah, basic chit chat. Cool. All right, and Michael, anything that you need to do, or are you just going to drive to the Denny's? Just drive. <laughs>
you guys all roll up to the Jenny, uh, Denny's, kind of like in the order that we went, you know, like Wayne, you get there, you see Brian kind of sitting at this table that he staked out. He's, he's drinking a coffee. You see, he has like a brown leather jacket that he took off. He's wearing like a brown t-shirt that has no designs. You see, it kind of fits his form. He's kind of, he's not like the rock buff, but he's very athletic. And he has, for those of you who don't know, he's an American guy, kind of has like a crew cut haircut. Uh, he's wearing jeans, and you can see he has, like, cowboy boots on underneath the jeans. Uh, he kind of stands up, and he shakes your hand as you uh, – he has a strong grip, and he kind of motions there. He's like, hey, man, I just wanted to say before your friends get here, I'm sorry about the other day uh, about uh, being as upset as I was and just, you know, dealing with my sister and all this stuff and everything. I just thought you guys were getting – we're part, we're part of the problem, man. And I didn't realize that. So I just wanted, before I talk to you and your friends, the rest of your friends here, I just want to say, sorry, man, I'm not really in an asshole like that. Okay. I'm just going to tell him, uh, Hey man, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. Um, uh, this whole thing that, that me and my, my buddies are involved in now, it's, it's totally insane. And you know, it's, I get the tempers run high, so, you know, just don't worry about it. And I'm going to uh, slide into the booth across, like, you know, um, the seat across from him and just slide into the booth there. As as Che and Alex walk in, he kind of gets up and says, you know, he says hi to both of you and he shakes your hand and he looks at you, Che, and he's like, hey man, thanks for doing this, you know, and he kind of just motions. He looks at you, Alex, and he kind of like, uh, I know you probably want to punch me, man. I, I'm, I'm, again, I told your buddy here when he got here, I, I'm sorry about the other day. I, I, I hope it didn't, um, I'm not a dick, man. You know what I mean? I just, I was very upset, so I apologized. I hope you can accept my apology. Alex will rub his eyes. Yeah, that that's fine. It's it's been a rough week. He he, he pats you firmly on the back. He's like, yeah, I bet I'm kind of your your friend there. Uh, gave me a preview. I'm, I'm interested in hearing. As he, as he sits down, Michael, you come walking in, and you kind of see Brian. Kind of looks at you. He kind of nods at you, like with the respect to your authority. He's like, hey, I just like I told your pals here, man. I just wanted to apologize about the other day. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't want to dwell too much. If, so have a seat, man. I'll tell you kind of why That's I want cool. to speak to you guys. Cool. And he motions to the waitress. like, you guys want a coffee, man? And he kind of like mo- motions to the waitress. He's like, can, can they get some cups here? And she's like, yeah, she comes and brings cups. And you see this waitress looks at you four like, God, these motherfuckers bring a lot of business in here. You know what I mean? And, and like, she That's slides. We're making yeah, yeah, yeah. She no. Likes us. no, no, no. She, she loves you guys, you know. So we probably yeah, like, know her by name at this point, right? Just yeah, yeah. We could say her name. I'll let you guys pick a name, Brianna. No, I'm joking. Uh, Doris. Uh, <laughs> Doris. There you go. So Doris. Thanks, uh, Doris. Yeah, yeah. You're, she nods. You're a real doll. She even leaves like four ashtrays, knowing that you know he's gonna smoke heavily. <laughs> and so Brian, he's like, "Listen, guys," and he kind of leans forward a little bit, and he takes a sip of his coffee, and, he, and he's like, "Listen, man." Um. So, I don't know how much here Che told you, uh, but Che's okay. Well, I, I know you're kind of a quiet dude, and you're, you're, you're you seem pretty humble from what your your pops, your grandpa said about you. But uh, Che's family, his grandpa, kind of has a kind of has a good reputation uh, on the res. Uh, and for when he says the res, he means Standing Rock Reservation, that's south of Bismarck. They just they call it the res, you know. He's like, uh, they have a good. Uh, he has a good uh, reputation at the res, man. And he's actually been kind of working on me about dealing with my temper and 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 uh, 
getting acclimated to, to normal life, you know, getting out of the military and everything like that. Uh, and uh, uh, he, he's considered a pretty wise man in our community. Uh, and he's, he tries to do his part. Uh, so uh, I was talking to him and I was telling him about, turns out I was telling him I came across Che and I didn't realize Che was his grandson. Uh, and um, me and him were talking and I just kind of let him, let him be know that you guys were kind of working together, trying to look into something in the past uh, kind of, uh, you know, something that ties you all together. This Amanda chick from what you guys have told me. I don't know if you know, Che knows about this, uh, but there's, uh, I don't know. I would call it almost like a, a right that our people have, that the Sioux have, uh, mind you, half the people who say they follow our ancestors, old customs, don't do it for the right reason, whatever. That's a whole debate for another time. Uh, but there's, there's a, there's, there's this right called the Anipi. And I don't know, have any of you guys ever heard of the Nipi before? And let's see here. I don't know. Do any of you guys have a cult? I don't think. No, not a drop. I do. Uh, you do, uh, Alex? Yep. All right. Let's have you roll an intelligence in a cult then, please. If you have an occult, roll intelligence in a cult. If not, then don't worry about it. That's one success. So you know what an Nipi is. You read about, like, when you were... You know, like I said, you, when you're cleaning yourself up, you like to read a lot and everything. And you know, it's like a, for lack of a better term, you know, it's like a sweat lodge process. You don't know the quite the, the steps of it. You know what I mean? But you know, the process of being like purification and, and that people sometimes have, you know, visions when they're in there. Uh, and that's like something people have done before, you know? So actually you read a story too, where a sitting bull had a vision of Custard's last stand during an Anipi, you know, when it happened, that's kind of what led him to, to kind of rebelling at the moment, you know, when that happened in history. So, okay. So he's like, listen, there, there's this, and he looks at you. It, well, you can say if you know it or not, or do you, do you let him know that you know what it is? No, no. Okay. So what an Anipi is, man, it's basically guys, it's, it's, it's for lack of a better term, it's a sweat lodge process. It's, it's a right that our people believe and that it purifies ourselves and it kind of gives us sometimes the answers and the vision on what path to follow when we're, when we're kind of stuck, stuck in a gear in a way. Uh, it's a very intimate process. It's just not simply walking into a sweat lodge and, and just like saying, okay, let's do this. It's, it's a process of where we fast, we fast for like 12 hours and, and then we build the sweat lodge from our very hands and from the material of the earth. And, and once we're there, once we build it, we have uh, a mentor in a way, a guide, someone who sits in there with us and we call there's three cycles of it. And in each of these cycles, the heat goes up so that we can reach another level of our visions. Um, when I talked to you guys uh, the other night at that truck stop, I'm not going to lie. It really impacted me, man. It really hit me hard because at first, like I said, I thought you were part of them trying to cover up shit. Then when I realized that this thing is much bigger than I thought it was and that I might get answers about my sister or, you know, or anything to that extent, uh, I, I knew that there's something about you guys that, that magnetized me and pulled me in. And uh, I really, and I don't know, Che, and he looks at you, Che, I don't know if you feel this way, but I really think that this is something that you guys should do together. I think fate has brought you guys back together and put you guys together back then for a certain reason. And I can sense a weariness, especially from you yesterday, brother. And he looks at you, Che, on the phone. And I think that maybe this is something that you need, that you guys need to, to, to put that bond back together that you had. It might be the answer that you're looking for. It wasn't you, uh, weariness that you were sensing it was weariness from 
events leading up to this. I think, no, I think this is a good idea, but I wanted them. I didn't want to give my opinion until they heard you out. Yeah. Like, and he looks at you, Wayne, you said some shit about some shit's getting crazy. What's changed since the last time we talked, man? And what, what, what do you think about this? Do, do you think this is a good idea, brother, or what, man? I mean, I'd be willing to try this. But when you when you said shit was going crazy, what what what, what like what's this crazy shit you're talking about? Because last time that we talked, man, you said that I mean you guys were kind of stuck in a rut. Has there been other shit that you found out? You know, we've been doing some of the legwork for a reporter guy that we told you about, right? Terry Murphy uh, has he has us looking into all this stuff from our past, Amanda Porter, all this kind of shit. Well, we ended up at uh, Charlie Welkstetter's house. We start talking to the guy. He starts spilling all this stuff about uh about his past and about his brother and all this kind of shit. Next thing I know, he, guy goes into the bathroom and fucking kills himself. And it's just, it's a lot to take in for me right now, you know, and I still haven't really come to grips with what I saw. Did he say anything about my sister, man? And it's like, I know that he, so, I, like, out of character, yeah. I know that, that he does know about um, about Brian's sister, but it's like I just feel so awful saying like what I think might be the truth, you know, that I'm just like ah. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, so I, just, I, are you trying to hide that feeling or are you like Um I I mean I guess yeah, on your face you have like a pained expression. Yeah, like I mean it's I'm probably not doing very well. Like it's like I just I don't so want can, to tell him what I think it might be, you know? So maybe if I could try to roll something or... That's all I'm saying. You can either roll it or you can say that you don't want to hide it. But that, let's roll it. So let's go ahead. My specialty in subterfuge is actually hiding emotions. I didn't realize that I had that, but um, oh, wow. I don't know if that would come into play. But yeah, that would... That would maybe definitely you're going to rock this. Let's do a, um, wits and subterfuge. And my guy will do wits and... Yeah, let's do wits and empathy. So one, two. So I got three successes. Yeah, you beat him definitely. You're sitting there, and yeah, he doesn't pick up on the fact that you know what I mean. And you guys look at Wayne, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's good at like hiding his, you know what I mean, his true feelings. I can even say there's a moment where you like look sideways at the group to to let him know that like maybe this is for the best. You know what I'm saying? But okay, shit, man, I was really hoping that motherfucker knew something about her, man. Damn, dude. But he killed. Why do you? Why do you think he killed himself, man? What the fuck? That's what I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, I was outside, so I didn't. I didn't see any of this. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to talk to him at all. Did he say anything before he did it to any of you fuckers, or what, man? And he doesn't mean fuckers in a. You know what I mean, like an insulting way. But he's just worked up, you know. Well, from what I understand, uh, Alex was the one leading this conversation. He looks at you, Alex, with all the intensity that he's known for. He's like. What the fuck did you say to this guy, man? We were just asking him questions about shit that happened back in the day. He started going down memory lane and took us for a ride. And at the end of it, he got up and offed himself. What was in this memory fucking lane of his, man? <laughs> Holy shit. Did you guys find anything out that you were looking for? Like what happened to this Amanda chick or anything? A little bit. I mean, the the, the big thing is that this dude killed his brother. So there's that. He killed his brother. He, like, he killed Charlie Well, Like, what did he like? Because his brother died in a car accident, right? Did he do something to cause the car accident or what? Yeah, he says he ran him off the road. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Why did he run him off the road? I don't know. It all goes back to this. It happened a long time. Charlie, Charlie followed his brother and 
he came onto some weird shit. Those guys were up to weird shit. He saw a body. What? Like how long ago was this? Like it wasn't like. And he said, and and then when he told you guys, it was he was eighteen when he saw it, so it was a while ago. You know what I mean? Before Amanda, you know what I mean? So, how long ago was that? It was when he was younger. It was when he was like a teenager. Holy shit, man! He looks at Uche like, "What the fuck?" And he sits back and he lights a cigarette. Holy shit! You guys have to fucking do it, man. You motherfuckers know, and he's like pointing at each of you with the cigarette. You motherfuckers have to go do it, man. There's no fucking other way. This is the only way that I'm going to find out answers about my fucking sisters through you four. Am I, am I wrong or what? This man, he points at Che, thinks that. What the I, fuck do you three think? I don't know if you're wrong or right. I just know that we could get we can get answers from this. And, and he looks, what do you three think? And he's motioning towards you three. Uh, at this point, I'm ready to believe anything. Even but, if this worked, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing. I've just seen so much shit already. This, man, if anything, this thing will center you, man. Like, like I, I don't. I'm not saying there's no fucking mystical properties to this shit, but I do think that this is being purified. Like, this helps put your mind in the right place. Here's the thing, man. Do I have your agreement then that you all will, are be willing to do this? Yeah, I'm in. And he looks at sure. he looks at Michael. He looks at you, Alex. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, man. Here, here's here's the thing. And he looks at his watch. <sighs> We could do it today or we could do it tomorrow. But if we, we do this tomorrow, I, I need you guys early in the morning so we can start this whole thing. I'll ride up in my truck. You guys can ride with me in my truck. I can fit all of this in my truck. Any motions outside, and you see it's one of those, you know what I mean? Big Ford F-350 type, you know what I mean? Trucks. And he's like, uh, and we could drive to the res, man, and I can get you on there, and we, we, we can do this. Or we could go now. Pardon me wants to say, fuck it. Let's just do this now. You guys got to work. You call that fucking shit in. You got any prior engagements you call fucking in. And let's just rip this fucking goddamn Band-Aid off. Aren't you tired of this shit? And you guys are kind of like seeing that. Like the more he talks, he gets, you know what I mean? He's getting more intense and intense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now, we going to fucking do this shit now? Let me me go call work. Fucking I'll go go ask one of the... uh, uh, like the waitress or something. Like, hey, can I need these guys' phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, 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 they take the phone from behind the counter. You know what I mean? And boom, put it yeah. up in front of you. He's like, "Fuck!" And then as you're on the phone calling in, he like Brian looks at you. He's like, "Fucking a, holy shit, you motherfuckers!" Grabbing your balls and jumping in feet first, man. That's what the fuck I'm saying. Hold, aren't you guys fucking excited about this shit? And you can kind of, you guys are just looking at him like, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? He's like, fucking A. And he's like, woo! And he just says that. And then he, like, realizes he's getting loud. And there's, like, old white people eating their fucking, their eggs. And you see, oh, shit. Sorry about that. Fucking A. Let's go outside. Fuck this shit. Anyways. Hey, I'm going to make sure I finish my Grand Slam breakfast first. (laughs) He's like, you can't eat, brother. He's like, we got to fast, man. We got to fast for the next 12 fucking hours, man. And he, like, leaves a fucking $20 bill on the table. And he's like, he's like, don't worry, white guys. And he, like, he pats you guys on the back as he's getting out. You pale faces are about to get cultured, man. And he, like, goes outside and opens, grabs his, like, brown leather jacket and throws it on as he steps out. And he's just kind of, like, standing outside. He's like, and you guys got bosses to call? How long is this going to take? <laughs> All fucking day, brother. All day. Yeah. Let me, um, let me go use the payphone and call work. I'll tell him that I'm sick today. I'll follow him behind Alex uh, when, he, when he's walking to the phone, just so I'm kind of, like, um, out of earshot from Brian. And yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of like lean towards Alex and whisper, uh, I don't, I don't have the heart to tell this guy what I think might have happened to his sister. 
I, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do if he, if this thing works and he finds something out. I'm, I'm kind of afraid of what's going to happen. <sighs> what will just let this unfold? We might as well. Okay. We might as well. By the way, he's not saying like there's any like what. I don't want you guys to get the wrong, the wrong cogn- uh, meaning behind this. He's not saying like doing this is going to supernaturally answer your questions. He's saying what this does is building. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're gonna like, we're gonna find it within ourselves or something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's not trying to say this is going to answer all the fucking answers. This is magic, you, know I mean? you guys. Yeah, yeah. He's not saying that at all. You know what I mean? So okay. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming.